surprise! Surprise, surprise, surprise! Bet you weren't seeing this one coming. Welcome to Straight, Straight Out, out of Nashville. Nashville. The quarantine special. <laughs> <laughs> Hi you guys, what's up? I'm Zach. And I'm Gabby. And we call it Straight Out of Nashville, clearly because I am nowhere near straight. That's right. And I am no way near from Nashville. <laughs> no way near from. <laughs> I was going to say, that made no sense. It's fine, it's fine. We all get the point here. Uh, I've got to tell you, Zachary, before what? we get into the show, <laughs> if we thought my love life was tumbleweeds before, at the coronavirus. <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is, is at least now you have an excuse. Instead of me being like, hey, Gabby, you should go out. At least now you can be like, yo, I can't go out. My loins are not allowed to be on fire. The government said so. That's true. Uh, also. Definitely not on fire. Just a really quick FYI. We're doing this from our separate bedrooms, like, because we're quarantining ourselves. And my feet just smell really bad. <laughs> I saw you. I <laughs> saw so you discard your socks, and I thought, I wonder if his feet smell. Oh, they do. They're yeah. not good. Thank you for sharing. You're um, welcome. Yeah, it's weird because we're used to seeing each other when we record a show, but not in each other's bedrooms separately. I'm the first man in your bedroom. How do you feel about it? <laughs> it's sad but true. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we yeah. just wanted to kind of give an update on our lives and society, what's happening in the world. Just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any worse, they were like, watch this, hold my beer, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we've got a lot to catch up on because we haven't done the show in quite a few weeks for numerous reasons. We've had a deadly tornado. I guess that would be the first one. Yeah, the awful tornado that ripped through like Middle Tennessee, killed dozens of people, like knocked out hundreds of businesses. It was really, really scary. I remember because I lived downtown. Um, we woke up at like 1.40 in the morning to what sounded like our building falling apart. Like it literally sounded like it was like shaking and going to hit the ground. It was so scary. I was really close to where it hit. So yeah, I did. It was horrendous we, for me. We were hiding in the laundry room. Me, my boyfriend, my cousin, and the three dogs were all in the laundry room. Like, <laughs> oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> Do you guys remember any of the Key West stories? That was my cousin Wendy with Gabby in the middle of the street, drunk, that would not get out of the pool at 3 a.m. Oh, do you remember those times, though, when we could get kicked out of gay bars for dancing around stripper poles? That was the time to be alive, honey. That was exactly the time for being alive. It was like yeah. a year ago from here. Yeah. Coming Wait, we got to start the show with a shot. I got my vodka ready in my straight out of Nashville shot glass. Okay, I am wearing my Straight Out of Nashville t-shirt. <laughs> Does that count for anything? If that makes you feel better, sure, boo. Pinky up. Keep it classy. Okay, hold, please. <clears throat> How's your sparkling water? Oh, why did you have to give the name of the game away? Uh, <laughs> refreshing, thank you, refreshing. Okay, very good. So first we had the tornado. Mm -hmm. It was really, really devastating for a lot of people and businesses. A lot of people lost their families, their lives. Like, it was really sad. And then... Yeah, yeah I moved out to um, the Percy Priest Lake area, which we've talked about before on the show. And everything that I moved out here for, as in being by the lake, being in a really kind of spacious, woody area for hikes and stuff, 
uh, having a giant water tower that overlooks my building, which is on my apartment's on the top floor. Yeah. None of the things you want when a deadly tornado is. Oh. (laughs) Not even close. Good time for moving, Gabby. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well, this leads me on to um, some positive news. Okay. It's moving around the corner from you. You're moving? Yeah. Wait, when? Not until June. Okay, so it's still close. Yeah, not too... Well, it's going to be a long two months. <laughs> Wait, so I, you just moved. Why you moved, You had to move back downtown? Yeah, I uh, realised that I wasn't quite ready for suburban life. Yeah. Wait, so you know what else is happening in June? Um, I want to say your birthday? That is correct. It is my birthday month. Yeah. We celebrate my entire birthday, but we are also moving in June. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'm moving to around the corner from you and you're moving to Germantown? Yes, because we bought a house, and so we move in June. Ships in the night, Zachary, ships in the night. I know, but I'm so excited about it because the process has been so cool because we got in like a little bit early so that we could kind of pick the fixtures. So we got to pick the stain of the floor. We got to pick the... Uh, countertops the cabinets like the lighting everything like that it was really really cool so we get to move in june we're two months away from owning our first house like i'm an adult now you're so grown up i don't even know who i am right now how's it feel um i don't think it's really set in yet because i haven't had to pay the first mortgage payment so (laughs) as soon as that hits i'll be like adulting is not fun i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) yes but at least it's going to something that you own yeah i'm excited that's that what have you been doing with yourself during this quarantine time have you been practicing social distancing I have been like the king of social distancing. Like all of my friends, even my family members are still like, hey, you want to come over for family dinner? I'm like, no, that is the whole point of social distancing. We're not going, we're not doing it. So I literally just go to work. I do the morning show on the um, pop radio station here in Nashville. Then I come home and I found a bunch of really great Instagram at home workouts that I've been trying to do every single day. And then we take the dog, literally our highlight of the day is taking the dogs to the dog park. We literally just walk them down the hill so they can go for a little walk, and that's the highlight of our entire day. That's all we do. Well, I'm very happy to hear that you are being sensible and listening, because a lot of people aren't, and I'm like, why are you making this worse for everybody else? This is not going to get any better. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people weren't listening to at the beginning, but there were there was a lot of research that came out recently that the curve was beginning to flatten a little bit, like the social distancing was actually working. So if you have not started yet, please social distance. These next two weeks are like super crucial. So social yeah. distance, stay at home, wash your hands, Lysol everything that you have, that's and that's right. that. Yeah, I got really mad the other day because... I, you know, I like to go and for my walks and stuff, and I yeah. understand every, when there's not much else to do during this time. A lot of people want to go out and get the old sun rays, which I'm totally for. But as I mentioned, I live by Percy Priest Lake. The amount of people, I can't remember if it was last weekend or the weekend before, the amount of people, it looked like it was spring break or like July 4th. Everybody was uh, out in big groups. They were just excited because it was pretty outside. Yeah, exactly. But, like, my sister's a nurse, and so she has been terrified because all of her team have had to have training. She's a dermatology nurse, so her speciality is skin, 
but her entire team have had to be trained, including her, to go to like the ICU wards. Um, That's crazy. Because so many people are being hospitalised. My sister's from like a small town. Well, I'm from a small town back home yeah. in the UK, but it's it's a global problem isn't it so it just wait i have a question for you like what is the reaction from your hometown of the uk versus like what you're seeing here like what is the difference in the two countries um i think basically the uk is taking it more seriously because it's gotten really bad they're catching up to like how it is in italy um, uh, so many people dying. I mean, at the moment, our prime minister is in intensive care. Yeah. So, if people like my mum has a second home that she usually rents out, but it's now vacant, and she wanted to go to it, but she said, "I don't think I'll be able to drive on the motorway because if I get stopped by the police, like that's not seen as a necessary journey." Well, so I feel like. like they are also doing that in the U.S. Like, even with my work, they've issued, like, essential employee badges so that if we do get pulled over, we can show it to the cops and be like, hey, I'm going to work. That's all I'm doing. So we have, like, those systems put in place for essential employees that have to be there. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Good. I really feel for all the musicians right now. All the musicians and the bartenders. You know who I feel worse about? So I love and respect all of the first responders and the fact that they're out there like on the front line of duty. But, you know, I I feel really, really bad for like the people that are working at Walmart and Kroger and Lowe's and Home Depot because they're not getting like the government funds and the celebrity attention that like nurses are. So like Lizzo sent nurses at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital lunch. And so like the people that that are working at Kroger... They're not getting the same recognition, but they're still working every single day, having probably more people come through their store without, like, the acknowledgement of what they're doing. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, Yeah, it's really scary. And just touching on what you said about, like, all the bartenders, like, again, the difference between the UK and the US is, like, bartenders rely on tips over here. Like, they don't get, like, a set kind of wage. Yeah. Um... So it makes me wonder, like, in the UK, the government are, like, paying out 80% of people's salaries for those that aren't getting it from their employers, and that would include, like, bartenders, but then I wonder what it's like here, because it's all tip-based, so, like, how do you... Well, so, for here, um, there is, like, a stimulus package going out that each, like, person that filed an, uh... A tax return in 2019 is going to get a $1,200 check. But there's also this really cool website that has different bartenders from local restaurants that you can click on the website and it'll just like auto-populate. And then you can Venmo and tip one of the local bartenders. So it's like community taking care of community here, basically, versus in the UK. It's like government is like, yo, we're going to take care of you. We're going to pay your salary. But here, it's like, hey, there's this website. If you want to pay them for a tip, here it is. But it's actually really cool because I did it. And, like, um, it auto-populates this random person. It tells you where they work. It tells you a little bit about them. And I got, like, this mom that was a single mom that worked at this restaurant. And I was like, I lo- it was really cool. So, yeah, I tipped her to, like, like I usually would a bartender here. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I'll send yeah. you the link, boo. 
Oh, thanks, love. Gosh, this is a bit of a heavy show, isn't it? It is. Okay, what's more positive? What's more positive? Okay, the two things that I feel like people are talking about online is, like, what are you eating and what are you watching? So, like, what have you found yourself eating a lot of and what have you been, like, binge watching? Okay, well, I'm just going to take the thread of binging, first of all. (laughs) I feel like that's what I did the first, certainly the first couple of weeks. I, the problem is, like, I am completely, rem- like, isolated here in Hermitage, working from home, um, next to my fridge is where I work now. And you <laughs> can't even, like, goods. go see anybody, you don't have anybody that lives with you, so you're just like, here I am, working with my food and the Pop-Tarts, this is great! That's right, that's right, so, um, it was getting out of control, I was like... People aren't going to recognise me when all this is <laughs> It's going to be like um, the Nutty Professor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I did have to get a bit of a grip with myself. And um, mainly through exercise, actually. Like, I'm really mixing up my workouts. I'm- you know what I found really helpful is... What? Every 30 minutes or every hour, stand up and do, like, a set of three workouts, whether it be, like, squats, crunches, and push-ups, or, like, so, like, when I'm at work, I try every 30 minutes to stand up and do, like, a set of three workouts, so that I can be, like, I'm trying to be productive while I'm just sitting here. Wow. I mean, what if you did twirls, cartwheels, and high fives? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's more action than just sitting on the chair, honestly. That's true. That's what I learned from Instagram is like, if you set a goal of like, hey, every hour I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do 10 push-ups, 10 squats, and 10 crunches. It's not a lot all at once, but it adds up throughout the day and it keeps your kind of heart rate up. Yeah, I suppose like, it's all about keeping moving. I've been trying to like, twice a day, go for a walk for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh, I'm calm, I'm calm. Yeah, started my day today with a kickboxing class. Wow, did it kick your ass? It did actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing yoga, Pilates, bar. Okay, so um, you've been eating everything. What have you been watching? Uh, have you not seen Tiger King? <sighs> I've seen the first episode. I just, I, I don't even know where to begin, Zachary. You have to watch the whole thing. That's what everyone keeps telling me, and I'll, I guess I'll get there. But I just I feel unset. I feel like uncomfortable in my own skin watching it. It's a little bit creepy and it's scary, and I feel bad for watching it because of like the animal abuse part of it. Mm. But it's like you have to watch it. <laughs> it like once I started, I couldn't stop. Yeah, see, I watched the first episode and I didn't feel like that. I've watched now the first episode of Breaking Bad. Yes, I realise I'm very late to that party. Welcome to 2017, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. There's a show that I've been binge-watching that you have to watch. It's called Taken at Birth. And it's literally, like, about this doctor. And I think it's in Mississippi or Alabama, one of the two states. And there's this doctor from, like, the mid-1950s that literally told people that their baby died at birth. But really, he took the baby and sold it and adopted it to somebody else. The series is so good. He's like is literally it based on a true story. No, it's one hundred percent a true story. They go like, oh my, God. interview the doctor's granddaughter and everybody. It is such a good show, and they like 
throughout the show, it's like it catches up with different babies that had been adopted out, and they go and trying to find like their actual parents. It's really interesting. I'll actually, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So I'll check that out. I watched um, something on Netflix called Unorthodox, which I really liked. It's about um, the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Yiddish community, uh, which are a certain, like, certain group of the Jewish community. Okay. But it was really well done, and it's set in Williamsburg and in Berlin. So it's just making me want to get on a plane and go to Berlin. Yeah, don't get on a plane. That's not a good idea right now. <laughs> I know. My flights got cancelled. I was supposed to be in two weeks going back to the UK to see and my family. And flights are super cheap right now. <laughs> it's not happening for a while. I have a game, though. You want to play it? Oh, I'm ready for the game. Look at me. I got my pen, my piece of paper. Oh, yeah. So you do. Okay. Kids, feel free to join in at home. Okay, what's the game? Pen and paper. Okay, um, I don't actually know what the game is called. It's not straight poker? No. Okay. Do you want to see that? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No, nobody asked for that. Gabby, stop. I just flashed Zach on FaceTime. (laughs) You're welcome. You're lucky my boyfriend's not in here. He would have closed the computer and be like, what are you watching? (laughs) <laughs> that zebrate porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a character exercise, which I just think is fun. Okay, it's like a describing game. Okay, okay. So, and it's gonna—I'm gonna learn more about you when you answer these questions. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, write down your favorite color. Color. Yeah. Okay. And I want four words that describe that color. Do they have to be like in a sentence or just four words individually? Um, I'll let you put your own spin on it. Okay, hold on, I got one word, that's it. I I got one more, that's it. Okay, take your time. Okay, I'm ready, next. Can't go anywhere. (laughs) <laughs> we're in no rush. Here we are, stuck in the house. If you guys are listening in your car or in your house, feel free to join along because we got nowhere else to go, Boo Bear. That's right. Okay, now I want you to write down the name of your favorite animal. Like the kind of animal or the name of the animal? Like my dog's name is Penelope, or should I write dog? <laughs> write dog. <laughs> okay. And then I want... Four words to describe the animal. Okay. Okay, done. How many questions are there? Two more to go. Okay. Okay, so the next thing you need to do is... Right, I want you to describe a body of water. Describe a body of water? Yeah, you know, like lake, pond... Okay. And then I want four words to describe whatever body of water you've chosen. Oh, this one is the hardest one. What are you going to do at the end of this? Is this like a buzzword, buzz feed quiz? I'm just going to be like, that's it. Thanks for playing. (laughs) Wham, bam, think it, ma'am. Gotta go. (laughs) 
Okay, final one. Are you ready for the final one? Okay, I'm ready. The last one is... You're in a white circular room with no windows or doors. How do you feel in four oh. words? In four words? Yeah. Ready. All right. Okay, so the first one was your favorite color. What's yes. your favorite color? Blue. Blue. And four words to describe your favorite color. I put happy, optimistic, pretty, and bright. <laughs> That's how you see yourself. Oh, yes, ma'am. Pretty and bright. Okay, the next one. Uh, your favorite animal? Dog. How did you describe a dog? I put friendly, loving, loyal, and cuddly. Oh, that's how you think others see you. Oh, that's precious. I feel so honored about myself right now. <laughs> you guys, you would love to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, just loving myself right now. Yeah. Okay, the next one is describe a body of water. What did you go for? I put an ocean. Okay. Uh, four words to describe the ocean. I put free, endless, bountiful, and colorful. Okay, that's how you feel about sex. Ooh, yes, ma'am. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Ooh. For, the, for the record, I've got my answers in front of me when I played this. Oh, I'm ready. I put the C. Hypnotic, soothing, vast, and dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> That's a complete opposite of your sex life. I know. You should have put, like, dried, shriveled, non-existent. <laughs> Oh my god. Sahara Desert. Um, <laughs> okay, the last one is the, um, the the room, the circular room. How did it make you feel? I'm losing my mind. That's how you feel about death? Yep. <laughs> I feel like all of this explains me so well. What did you put? Uh, claustrophobic, panicked, alert, and irritated. Okay, is that how you feel about death? Sure. <laughs> if that's what I put, then yes. You're correct. Yeah. My favorite color is black. Sexy, cool, mysterious, and edgy. That's me. That is how you think of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the second one? Oh, uh, the other one was my favorite animal. I put an owl. <laughs> an owl? Of all animals on the planet, you put an owl. I, at the time, it was an owl. Okay, so what do you think about owls? Wise, aware, poised, and deep. I could see that, though. Would you consider me a wise person, Zap? Yeah, I feel like everything you wrote was good except for the sex question. <laughs> <laughs> and again, COVID-19 or no COVID-19, Gabby's sex life is still <laughs> shit. Remember the times that your loins were on fire? That was a fun oh. time. I mean, it doesn't even feel real. <laughs> Wait, I have a friend that texted me this morning that said she highly recommends a vibrator, so I think maybe you should get one. She said during the pandemic and the quarantine, it's really kept her busy like an hour and a half a day. An hour and a half a day? <laughs> an hour and a half! She's going to be chafed to the <laughs> Yeah, so that happened. Wowzers, I mean... Yeah. We should do That's My Jam. Let's do That's My Jam. That's my jam. So to get you through these long, long 
long days. Any tunes that you are particularly digging right now? You remember when we had Mickey Guyton on the show? Oh, sorry. Are you stretching in your bed? Yes. Old lady vibes. You are actually between my thighs right now. Too much? TMI? (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. (laughs) I feel a bit petrified, like I should go. Leave you to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing pants. Oh my god. Okay, so... You remember when Mickey Guyton was on the show? <laughs> Sorry, Zach wouldn't let me have anything with background noise. So there's no aircon. Just no. take your shirt off. I'm all about it. I mean, I will, but... No, please don't. I don't want to see that on FaceTime. Um, but... No, Gabby! <laughs> Are you okay? No. This is the first time you've had human interaction in a long time, right? I know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyways, our friend Mike, Mickey Guyton that was on the show, she has a new song called What Are You Gonna Tell Her that I've been listening to nonstop. Ooh. It's so good. She played it at, like, I think it was either the Ryman or the Opry during CRS, and, like, she killed it, boo. So it's Mickey Guyton, What Are You Gonna Tell Her? Brought down the house. Mm-hmm. She got the only standing ovation during the entire <gasps> ceremony. Proud friend moment, proud friend yeah. moment. Okay, stop. Don't do that. Um, Cool. So that's your jam of the week. That's my jam of my life, Gabby. Okay. Wow. Serious. (laughs) Okay. My quarantined jam. I think you're going to be proud of me, actually. Uh, Is it something upbeat? Or, like, popular? I think it's it's something that you would probably pick more than I would. Okay. So slit your wrist music. Well, you tell me. Um, Miranda Lambert, I know she's your favorite person ever. Bluebird. I haven't heard it, actually. It's really good. It's just really... Maybe it's because we're in such a weird time. It's quite a, like, soothing song. Yeah. I want to share a story with you, Zach, because it's been troubling me. Should I get a refill? Maybe. Okay, hope please. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to my therapy session. (laughs) Okay, Gabby. So I got a refill. I'm ready for your story. I'm scared. Hold on. Let me mix it up. (laughs) Drinking a cocktail. Yes, girl. (laughs) Okay. So I never like to name and shame, but I'm gonna. Ooh, the tea is coming out today. That is right. Okay, so this is going back a few weeks, um, right before the tornado. So this was before we were told that we had to self-isolate and all that, all the yeah. COVID nineteen stuff had really kind of kicked off. The last time I DJed was on the Saturday night. The tornado was on the Monday, so that was, was that like early March. That was like. Uh, yeah, probably late February, early March, around then. I was DJing at my usual place where I've played for the last year and a half, which is Beercade headquarters, um, just off Broadway on 2nd. And um, the owner was in, he's from Chicago. And I actually wasn't down to DJ that night. And at about seven o'clock, 
in the evening I got a text from my agency who booked me to play there and they said like oh hey you're all good for tonight and I was like what's tonight and they said oh we have you down for Beercade and I was like well nobody's told me and they were like oh shit we've got to to like let you know we put you down oh you no 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 and do you know what like I didn't want to do it because I had a really busy day on the Monday that I was like prepping all weekend for and so I wanted to get an early night I didn't, like it costs me in Ubers to get because I tried the parking is ridiculous it was cheaper to get Ubers but it's still like now I'm in the Hermitage area like 50 bucks there yeah so I, d- I just didn't want to do it however I did it because I didn't want to leave my agency in the ship because I have a good relationship with my agency so um, I turned up and the owner was there and there was like a couple of games on that night so it was like busy when I came in and I DJ'd after the game had finished being broadcast and um, I thought like I held the crowd pretty well but you know what it's like in the Broadway area people bar hop yeah they come in they get like a drink or two then they go on to the next place the next place and the next place exactly and that's like always the way more so I find with Beer Cage because it is not on the Broadway strip it's yeah Corner. It's not like a destination point. It's more of like a let me stop, grab a drink, then we'll like a pregame almost. Exactly. Yeah. So the game finishes, and I kept a good crowd going for I'd say an hour or so, but it did start to peter off. About six weeks before this night, we had a meeting at the venue with the manager. It was a DJ meeting, and it was about the music direction. And they were like, "Look, we just want to stress. We don't want you to play." There's a group of us there. They said, we don't want you to play what is expected of, like, the Broadway area, nothing too cheesy. Um, we like alt music. Um, if you are going to play something, even if it's, like, a Lizzo, it's got to be, like, a cool remix of Lizzo. Yeah. So they really want to be, like, defined as this, I'm going to use the word hipster. Like, different um, than Broadway. Yeah. yeah, 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 a different kind of spot. And I said that's all well and good but we want to retain people and people that are in the area they want the hits they've been drinking what happens if we get a request you know yeah like it's the people that the more pissed the more the night goes on the more they want to hear the backstreet boys well i mean that's me like when i go out i want to hear a song that i know that i can dance to so yeah exactly uh, and the manager was like yeah no we want to build our own identity that we're not that kind of place we want good quality tunes that people kind of listen to and it's like if they're playing because there's loads of video games in this joint so it's like yeah if they're playing on the video games they might be thinking in the back of the mind oh the music's great but it's not like a, a dance floor kind of place so i played to the brief i was given like i've always played you know to the, any brief i'm given wherever i get booked to play about it was about midnight the manager comes up to me, gets in my face. No. Just sorry, the owner, who's from Chicago, really aggressive, and he's like, "Open your eyes, open your eyes, like look around. People are leaving. I'm losing money. What are you doing?" It's for a few weeks now, so I'm not kind of remembering it as it was enough to make me cry because he mm. got so up in my face. He was like being really threatening and bullying, and I would have lost my mind. Yeah, this was about midnight, and I thought, do you know what? I I would I was I was literally going to unplug my laptop. 
You should have. I, I literally would have taken it out and walked home. Because he was like saying some really derogatory things, trying to get a rise out of me. But I was like, no, I'm representing the agency. He was like, what are you doing? Why are you playing this? You're playing for yourself. Play stuff that people will dance, you know, get the dance floor going. Play music that people want to dance to. So I took one for the team. I didn't say anything about, well, the manager told me this or anything, or the agency told me this. I acted professional, uh, but I switched gears and then I played more of the mainstream stuff and got more people dancing. And then he comes over again uh, about quarter past one and he's like, bearing in mind, I usually finish at one anyway. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you might as well just put the the playlist on now. Um, He was like, you know, come, come and talk to me afterwards or whatever. Anyway, so he was sat down, so I unplugged went over and he was just like horrible to me and I could tell he wanted to fight and I've heard that he is a like he's the venue's gone through like six DJs from the agency yeah Um, I've been there a year and a half I've never had a problem before but I thought I need to kind of protect the agency and and I don't want it to reflect badly on them so I took one for the team and was like I'm really sorry, I've misinterpreted the brief. I've met, I've recorded my set, like you can export your set list so you can see all the music. I said, I'm gonna pass this on to the agency. Cause I didn't wanna say I'm never gonna fucking play for you again, speaking to me like that, which was what I wanted to say. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm proud of you cause your boy would have popped off, honey. Yeah. Oh, if it had been an independent gig and not through my agency, I absolutely would have been like, go fuck yourself. Do you do you speak to your wife at home and be- go fuck yourself with a spike dildo? See how yeah. that feels, boo. Yeah, I mean he was nasty. Like anyway, so I said to him, look, you know, um, I'm actually taking a step back from DJing, especially like downtown or whatever. I've got like some um, new work projects on the go, um, so I'll make sure that the agency brief the next DJ so this doesn't happen again. I was just doing it to be. Yeah, you were being like polite, and he, but then he was because he was trying to goad me. He was like, "Oh, you're just here for the paycheck." Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> Isn't any DJ there and just he, and he for the like, paycheck? He was doing this with his hands, you know, rubbing his hands together, doing like the money. He was like, "Oh, yeah." He was like, "Yeah, you know, to you, this is just you know, just showing up for the money." Okay, you know what I feel about him? I feel like he has been burned by too many sugar babies. Like, he, like, finds these attractive women that he thinks that he can, like, persuade them with his money and then finds out that they're really just only with him for the money. So he thinks everybody that he encounters is only there for the money. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But um, I've been DJing a long time and I've never been spoken to like that. That's so derogatory. He he was just, he was so obviously trying to hurt me with this, because he was throwing insults at me. I feel Um, bad for him. Don't feel bad for him. He's a nasty fuck. He is nasty, but then I just feel bad of like, bro, are you okay to like talk to somebody else like that? Like you have to be so mentally fucked. Oh, but the story, the story gets worse. Oh, bring it on. So I speak to my agency, the guy that books me, um, the next day. I, I export the playlist, I show it to him, I say, look, I've got a brief, you were there. He said, yep, yeah, you interpreted the brief, you know, like you did your job. 
he was like to be honest when I realised he was going to be in town I was a bit worried because we know what he's like the guy that bought me from the agency was like I'm really sorry that you had to go through that and was apologetic he was like you've acted in you know completely professionally throughout this anyway I said well obviously I don't want to go back in there again so will you get my cheque for me so uh, it was about a week or two later and then I, I got a message from him saying oh yeah he says that he's not going to pay you because he didn't no yeah no yeah yeah and i was like oh hell no no that's like going to a hair stylist and be like i'm not gonna pay you because i don't like the way the color turned out they still did the service you still did the work the service was provided oh 100 percent. and but like that's when the agency first started to show their colors because he just went "Mm, sorry about it no 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 yeah and i was like hang on a minute if he'd have came, come over to me when I first started playing and said whatever whatever and I'd have left that's one thing I stayed for the whole night after this guy had been up in my face like I've not even been spoken to like that from a drunk punter yeah somebody that owns the venue that is telling me how Broadway operates when he lives in Chicago. Yeah, he doesn't it's even like, live here. He don't know. Exactly. The agency said, well, do, are you friends with him on Facebook? Maybe you could drop him a message. No, you can drop him a message. That's your job as the agent. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. That's not professional. If you want to give me his email, I'll send him an email. I said, but you made the booking. I was like, where's the duty of care here? I said, and at the end of the day, if he doesn't pay me, he's, it's going to cost him a lot more if I put this in a post on social media and get people to share it. And he said, okay, okay, let me talk to him. Anyway, so he saw him later that day and he was like, yeah, he's going to write you a cheque. I was like, thank you. So then the COVID erupted and it took me a while to like, because I had to then drive to the agency guy's house. Oh, yeah. Check pick up the check what happens it bounces so i get charged for it bouncing no and then the agency go oh sorry about it you know same thing again hands up in the air and i put a post on our facebook group where there's other djs and i said hey did anybody else's checks bounce and then the owner of the company said oh well you know even if that happened then you know that's our problem not yours we would still pay you unless i think they took they coined it as like a, a resident booking as in like a resident for beer cake oh yeah so then the contact who booked me said yeah it was a residency gig and i was like that's interesting because when there wasn't any shifts a couple of months ago and i text this person and said hey have you got any dates for me at beer cake he said no the only slots this month have gone to the residents oh so a resident would be like every tuesday every thursday every saturday yeah and i'm sporadically when um you know as and when so whose responsibility is like because i'm out of pocket because it cost me 50 bucks in an uber another 15 bucks for my check to bounce i stayed the whole night copped a load of abuse 
got thrown under the bus because the person who booked me for the agency knew that this dude was in a bad mood and was out for blood. That okay, night. so have you like taken it up with your agency's corporate? Well, here's the thing. I thought I only want to explain this once, so maybe I'm just going to send a link to this podcast. And okay. So I am gutted more than anything at the fact that this agency that I've worked with for nearly two years have just gone oh sorry nothing we can do about it yeah that's their job and their responsibility as your representative and your representative of them is they're supposed to have your back like you did theirs thank you thank you that's how it works yeah and i just thought you know what i am lucky in a respect in the respect of I don't completely rely on income from DJing. But what if you were? What if you were? Then he's just going to completely fuck you out of paying your yeah, rent this month? Yeah. Yeah. Let's mm. let's have a work the whole night, but then not pay it. And nobody's taking responsibility for it. So So I would go to the agency. I'm glad you did as well, but I would go to the agency corporate and let them know that you're leaving the agency and this is why. Yeah. And then I would also go to the venue manager and I would also write an email to the owner like, hey, this is everything that went down, blah, 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 blah. I expect this in return or else you'll get a letter from my lawyer. Yeah, I just, I guess I still feel like I have, I still have some loyalty to the agency because like the, the person. But they clearly don't have loyalty to you. So what are you doing? Doesn't seem that way, does it? Um, no. I am definitely going to share my story by doing a social media post or whatever, but I thought, well, there's no point now. That guy's not going to care now. His bars are closed anyway. It's it's going to be more impactful if I wait until it's like... Well, not necessarily. Do you not think? No, because even if you share it now, then people were, will know where not to go when the bars reopen. Show their support for Team Gabby. Yeah. I think we should make t-shirts that say hashtag Team Gabby that'll refund you for the money that you lost that night. <laughs> Gabs, I'm sorry you yeah. went through that, but it's so fucked Thank up. Thank you. But I, this is going to sound really awful whenever I say but, because I feel like, but, I feel like I've heard that story multiple times and it's really sad to me that that's like almost the norm for the entertainment and music industry. Yeah. Especially yeah. for females. And that that's what breaks my heart is like a lot of females in the music and entertainment industry, they just get taken for granted and they just get like brushed to the side and like, oh, sorry about it. And you're just, just like supposed to abide by every fucking white man rule in the book. And you're like, no, bitch, fuck you. Yeah. I do wonder if it had been like a burly dude that was behind. Yeah. What would he have said differently? He'd have been like up in his face like he was in mine. Ooh, hire me a security, honey. Because I'm a burly man and all. <laughs> I mean, you've got the guns. Yeah, well, Gabs, I feel like we should end the show on something positive. So give yes. me three things that you're very thankful for right now during this quarantine. Um, Three things. I am thankful for my house. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> Peace, stop. <laughs> I knocked on wood and my dog started barking. Is that Penelope? Yeah. Penelope, Uh, stop. Yeah, I am thankful for 
um, connectivity, the fact that I can do this podcast with you, the fact that I can keep in touch with my family and my friends. Yeah. Um, and I am thankful for... I'm thankful that I was able to order some new clothes from Topshop that are coming from London. God knows when I'll wear them in public again. You yeah. need to quarantine them for 72 hours before you open the box. Oh, I know, I know. And then and then they go straight in the wash. Yeah, I ordered a pillow off Amazon that I quarantined for like a week straight outside. I was like, I'm not even gonna open it. I can't even open it yet. See, very sensible. So what are three things then that you are grateful for? I think the thing that I'm most thankful for is to still have a job because there's a lot of people in our industry in our job that have been like furloughed or have just been let off or don't have work. So I'm still thankful to be able to like supply for myself. Mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, thankful for... I feel like everything goes back to having a job because I was going to say, like, able to have food in my fridge, but I can only have food in my fridge because I still have a job. Right. But I will say, like, honestly, the quarantine has been really good for the Bay and I because he's home 24-7. And so I come home from work, and so we just get to hang out and annoy the fuck out of each other, which is really great. (laughs) It's really annoying, but it's fun at the same time. Goals. Yeah. And then third thing I'm thankful for is the fact that we're buying a house and we finally get to move from an apartment. That's right. I know. I can't wait. So, you guys, thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you want to share what you're thankful for during this quarantine or what you're eating or what you're watching, you can tag us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at Straight Out of Nashville Pod or at Zach Woodward or at Radio Gabby. However you want to tag us, we're there on every platform. And do get in touch if you want more quarantine podcasts. You mean they do want more? You do want more. Give us some ideas for stuff to talk about. Maybe guests that we could FaceTime in. I have an idea for a guest next time. Oh, yeah? She's a survivor of the coronavirus, honey. Oh, you're talking about... um, Our friend Liz from Megan and Liz. Yeah, we had them on the show. And so I feel like we should just, like, have Liz's story on the podcast. I agree. Yeah, let's make that happen. So, yeah, make it happen. But, anyways, we love you so much for listening. Have a good day and stay safe. Be safe. Wash those hands.